0: What's up, horror fans, and welcome to Horror Zone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Spooky Mike, and we are back for another week of talking a whole lot of horror. We got uh, we got some stuff to talk about this week, like we do each and every week. Um, we're going to be reviewing the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie later on in the show. We got some horror movie news to talk about first, but before we can do any of that... Let me introduce the man sitting just to my right. He once took an entire bottle of Viagra and kept his composure. He's rich. That's right. Viagra ain't got shit on me. It's, a, it's an impressive feat.
1: Yes, and I refuse to go have it drained. So I walked around with a massive heart on for no less than 48 hours. <laughs> That's a I'd, really I impressive feat, actually. I prefer, I prefer the heart attack over the other. <laughs> just going to throw that out there.
0: And sometimes you have to. Sometimes yes, you have to. Yes, yes, yes. What a guy. Yeah. you know. That's I, why your beard grew so big, though. Exactly. You know, it's. Yeah. I remember when you used to be, like, clean shaven or just, like, a little bit of stubble.
1: Yeah, well, uh, that's what happens when you go from, like, a customer service job where you have to be clean shaven to, like, then I don't have to anymore. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with the beard. I like the badass beard. And I it's, it's here to stay. <laughs> I just trim it up a little bit and call it a day.
0: Yeah. Well, it looks good. It looks good. I wish I could do that. I'm a 43-year-old Italian that can't grow... Yeah, well, you know, like I, 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 find, I
1: find so many people who can't grow a beard, so I do I, I do, cro- I do uh, think myself lucky. When I was younger, it I couldn't do it. Braid, it. braid it. Yeah, no. I trimmed down my mustache there because I don't like my hair in my mouth.
0: Grow it down here and get those big, giant, like,
1: oh the two giant braids. The one coming referee down? from uh, the UFC. <laughs> yeah. he, 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 he cut those off. Did he? Yeah, man. It was kind of upsetting. Oh, man. Got rid of them. Well, what can you do? What can you do? Well, Maybe here we I'll are. get there someday. It'll take a
0: while, man. Yeah? Take a while. Well, it looks good. It looks no, good. I appreciate you. You're, uh, I'm trying to compare you to somebody. I, I can't think of anybody. I don't know. I don't know. Who's got a big beard? Santa Claus? The Braun Strowman of... Oh, no. Definitely not Braun Strowman.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'd <laughs> so say you're the mine, Bray Wyatt of... Mine is salt and pepper, so it's kind of more... I'm getting more towards Santa Claus. As it gets wider, yeah. I'll go by be Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, you're a jolly old soul, so... Yes, yes, yes. Indeed, indeed. All right, well, want to get to the news? Yeah, we might as well jump right into this week's uh, Horror Zone Horror news fuck we to we, we let it pop it go to it let it go give it to you
0: yes that right there is DMX. the late great DMX.
1: yeah I still can't late. believe that he's dead yeah it's it's wild it's wild that he's. I mean in hindsight it's not too so surprising but no. it's also, yeah. it was also still a shock to us. I love DMX back in my day. I still love around. DMX. But there's a reason why we played X, Go and Give It To You.
0: There is. Because we're
1: opening the news with some X news.
0: There you go. And not X Men. No, <laughs> this is the movie X that we, we both uh, loved so very much when we reviewed it last week. Uh, so we got, we got some news to talk about with that this week. Um, so, first of all, the box office, uh, in its opening weekend, it made $4.4 4 million.
1: Well, you know, not too bad. It didn't have a wide open. It was only shown in, I can't remember the exact amount of theaters, but I know it wasn't shown across the board. We did get it here. It was a bigger open than some, but it wasn't a complete every screen in the United States that carried it. Right. Obviously, because of content, I'm sure that some states, especially in the middle of this country, probably were like, yeah, nah, (laughs) (laughs) bruh,
0: We're going to miss out on that one. Yeah, I don't know. It was okay. Still, you know, we we both kind of thought about it as like an average movie. You know, we didn't hate mm. it. We didn't love it. You know, um, it it has made uh, now that it's uh, through its second weekend, it's up to seven point two million dollars total that it's made at the box office. That's per Wikipedia. Um, so you know, I I don't I wouldn't call it a success, a smashing success, but it did all right. Don't call it a comeback, you know. Hey, once again, it's, it still got reviewed
1: very well by a lot of people, not us, but a lot of people. And I'm sure that when it hits the uh, stream, digital, you know, DVD sales, if you will, Blu-ray sales, I bet you it's going to pull in some money. And it did have
0: 2,800, almost 2,900 theaters that it opened. Yeah, but that's not so. that's not
1: a gigantic amount. No, that's but that's a meaty, medi- that's a medium size right. open. Right. It's not a low open, but it's a medium size
0: right. open. Right. But still. Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm
1: I, I would bet money that other than some big markets in the middle of the country, I bet you it didn't get all of the 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 business in the middle of this country. Right. That that content is a little spice. The Bible belt so you yeah, say. Yeah, the Bible belt. So we say spice yeah. A, baby. Spice A.
0: Right. Well, it must have done well enough because they're well, I don't know. I don't know if we call it well enough because they filmed it already. It must have been filmed concurrently with X. But uh, we did find out that uh, According to Ty West, the director of X, there is a prequel about the old lady named Pearl that has already been filmed and is coming. We don't have a release date for it, but the movie is going to be called Pearl. Yes. Uh, well, there was a teaser trailer at the end of the movie that we didn't stay to see. <laughs> yeah. I looked <laughs> it up in fine. the theater to see if there was any like post credit scenes or anything like that, and it said no. So we got up and left, and it turns out there was actually a movie trailer Right. for so, Pearl. And I'm still that upset
1: about that. But no, neither it, am I. Here's the thing. Uh, they obviously shot these together because that's what they've already said. So from the get-go, A24 probably made a deal with him to do two movies off of the, his artsy-ass name for their artsy-ass studio. Right. And once again, I'm not crapping on it. If you guys love av 24 movies, that's fine. I've just never been a big fan of of the movies. I don't know. I feel like when they pull the artsy shit in, it kind of bogs down and ruins the goddamn movie. And in and this yeah. movie in particular, I won't spoil it, but it's not even a spoiler. They're, they they throw a twist at the end that it's no business being there. Literally no business being there. Yeah. Unless there's a payoff for it in the, in the prequel. But there's no business for it being there just to say, oh, man, we, we threw a twist in. Right. Like, it, like I said, if you've seen the movie or you don't care about being spoiled, go back to last week. Listen to that review. We talk about it there. But I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But, but right. it doesn't have any. If, even if I said it, it doesn't. And if you go and listen to it, like I said, I just don't want to be that guy. But even if I said it, it doesn't change the fucking movie. Right. Because it makes no sense. It's, it's just like, oh, dude, were you paying attention enough to see it? And yeah, we paid enough, enough attention to it. But we're like, oh, it just stupid. There was nothing about the plot line or anything else about that movie movie that changes because of that revelation right so I just I don't know to me like I said I gave it a four and a half last week it was so close to being a good movie the third act of the movie was really really good and then it just felt like a I, like I said it was a soft core porn in the middle and it was just a, a slog in the beginning that was trying to be an homage to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre pretty right. much
0: in my opinion which you know again one thing that we both did like was the cinematography of it we, you know, uh, we thought it looked great soundtracked Ty West did say that the, that Pearl It's he hasn't said exactly what year it takes place in, but it's obviously if it's a prequel, it's going to be a younger Pearl. It's probably going to be 30s, 40s. He said that the look of this film is going to be very different. It's going to have a different look and feel from X. So does it mean it's going to be in black and white now? He did such a great job with making this movie look like it was filmed in the seventies. Is this movie gonna be in black and white? I'd be okay. With I would that. enjoy
1: that if he made it look like a because we would probably be talking a nineteen forties movie, maybe a World War Two flick, maybe a World War One flick. Because you got to remember, in this movie, she has to be in her seventies or eighties. I would say eighties or nineties. Yeah, it could be. So if we're talking about when if she it's was a young, like yeah, if she's in her thirties, that would be fifty it, years that's earlier. It, that's where they sound like they're going with. It could be her twenties. Have... Could be the twenties. Could be. I would think they were going to do it during because they bring up the two world wars. So I would like to think it's going to be during one of the world wars. Yeah, because if you remember, they bring that up in this movie a couple times. Right about him serving the the, the husband serving in the world both world wars. He yeah. served World War One and World War Two. So like they bring that up. So I'm kind of like maybe it's where she meets him. But maybe while he goes away to World War One or when he first comes back, you know. I'm not, let's not give anything away because obviously that would start giving the story away because I, I right. was going to say some things, but. I would think maybe then, maybe when he comes back from the First World War, something happens kind of similar to this movie, and we find out the origin story.
0: Yeah. We'll see. I'm, just,
1: I'm, I, I'm not saying the same as this movie, but something similar. We'll talk about it off yep. air. But, but if you guys if ever want to hit us up, don't do it on social media. Because <laughs> if you do it on social media, it's given away. If you would like to hit us up or you want to hear my take on it, the spoiler-free one, uh, hit me up, uh, 3fatnerdspod at gmail.com. Uh, I know it's weird to email in this day and age, but I just don't want to put it even on social media because it does spoil X if I talk right. about what I'm thinking about for this movie.
0: Right. Yeah, I wonder what it's going to look like. I mean, it would have helped if we had seen the trailer. You know, if the trailer's in black and white, it would make sense. I just, I, I kind of hope that that's the way that it looks. I hope that they filmed it in black yeah, and white. Yeah, they film it in black It'd and white. An interesting In the, look in the it.
1: grainy black and white, yeah. where it's kind of like the the bubbles, almost and stuff like the silent era. It. Like, I would love that. Yeah, I think that would be good.
0: Real good. Not silent era. If it's in the forties, right I mean, it wouldn't right, be. Well,
1: way. I mean, you got to remember, even it if like it's a in gone the, with the wind, type even type if look it's to in the twenties, it would be the the first talkies were already happening. So it would be like that. But even if the dubbing was a little off. I'd be you know fine with that. I, mean? I hope the voiceovers were a little off back then. Right. So I think that would be cool. I guess will we'll know that. once we see the I'm trailer. I would dig that.
0: I'd be a fan. I wonder if you can find the trailer
1: on YouTube. I haven't seen I it you pop can. up.
0: I think you can probably find it. I'm surprised that Bloody Disgusting didn't have anything up for it. But. Maybe they don't
1: want to ruin movies. Maybe there's something in there that ruins the movie. I How don't do know. they like to show those things? They don't yeah. care.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't know. Maybe maybe They usually put a spoiler on it. Yeah,
1: but Bloody Disgusting also goes hard for A24, so you never know.
0: Right, right. You never know. Um, so the only other news that we got this week is some video game news, which we don't talk enough about video games, but uh, there's a couple of games in particular yeah, that, uh, that we were going to talk about. Uh, one of them was a Ghostbusters game. Yeah, there's a Ghostbusters game coming. And uh, also the Evil Dead, the game. Also very true. Uh, where do you want to
1: start? You want to start with the Evil Dead because we're closer to that one. Yeah, thanks. Go ahead and talk to. So, him. Evil Dead, the Evil Dead game, and uh, this is coming from uh, BloodyDisgusting.com, of course. Uh, get you a lot of news from there because you can trust that news. Say, uh, developers at Saber Interactive have provided us with a new look at the upcoming Evil Dead the game this week, giving our first taste at the game's single player missions. Uh, the Evil Dead the game is coming on May thirteenth, twenty twenty two. So right around the corner. I know me and Mike C are both. Anxiously waiting for this one because it looks amazing. i two months away. And this latest gameplay footage spotlights how good the game will look with NVIDIA DLSS enhancements.
0: I don't know what any of that means. Uh, it's, it's computer talk guy. Yeah.
1: This uh latest trailer, however, also features footage from the game's bonus single-player missions, which are said to play pay homage to classic Evil Dead scenes and lore. Uh you can watch the trailer on YouTube. In the game, work together as a team of four survivors exploring looting, crafting, managing your fear, and finding key artifacts to steal the breach between worlds or take control of the powerful Kandorian demon to hunt Ash and his friends while possessing deadites, the environment, and even the survivors themselves as you seek to swallow their souls.
0: Swallow your soul.
1: Of, of course, uh, Boss Team Games and Saber Interactive are bringing you the Evil Dead game. Uh, they, there are some people who worked on this game that actually also did work on the uh, Friday the 13th game. And yes, Bruce Campbell is voicing all the different versions of Ash, including Evil Ash. Being joined by several other returning stars from the franchise's past, Betsy Baker will be uh, back as the Evil Dead's Linda alongside Teresa Tilly's Shelley in special appearances. Other confirmed playable characters thus far include Ellen Weiss, Cheryl Williams from Evil Dead, uh, Marcus Gilberts, Arthur from Army of Darkness, Richard DeMansour's Scotty from The Evil Dead, as well as Ray Santiago's Pablo Saman Bolivier and Dana de, de Lorenzo's Kelly Maxwell from Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, all the all
0: the original people are back voicing these characters. I like it.
1: And it says they are also not uh, they are they are also people coming back from all of the franchises, including The Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Evil the uh, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead versus Ash uh, or Ash versus the Evil Dead. Sorry, and possibly even the 2013. I would rig. love
0: that. I wonder I wonder if they said possibly
1: Jane, for the twenty three. I wonder 13. if Jane Levy would come back to I don't know, maybe. But this will be available on uh, the game is upcoming co-op and PvP multiplayer title and development for PC, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch, May 13th. Mark it on your calendars. Uh how I know that you are a bigger fan of the um Single-player games and mm-hmm. campaigns. So this is good news for you that there's a little bit of mission-based stuff. Yeah. And also, I think this is going to be good news because we have a group of friends that we can all just play f- as a group of friends to play the five-person. I do believe it's a five-person because it's four plus the uh, bad guy. Right. So you're either playing the, the the human characters or you're playing the Kandarian demon. And uh, I think we'll, we'll have a lot of fun with this.
0: Yeah, I definitely... I, I want to wait until... Um reviews come out for it i mean you can't base it on somebody else's because you know you know you might like something that other people don't like or vice versa but i kind of want to wait you know to see what the reviews look like before i get it but um yeah i mean single player missions are, are what i'm always excited about I, I don't know what we're gonna have in store for us if it's just gonna be like a short little thing kind of like jason's cabin or whatever it was called in in friday the 13th the game which wasn't really a single player mode it was but it wasn't it was just like a puzzle
1: did you ever play the single player mode that did come out no, that was no, single-player did come the, out. No, no, there was another one. You'd have to go back to play. There yeah. was one where you could actually do story missions. Um, so you were you were going through and trying to do different things for different movies. It, was it a, wasn't completely yeah, fleshed out. It wasn't what I would consider they had, to be a single-player. They, like, they had like eight different things, and it was supposed right. to be a lot bigger, obviously, but then fuck Sean Cunningham.
0: Yeah. I mean, it yeah. ended up basically just being the same thing as it was when you were playing, you know, like the regular game, but... Um, it was still a lot of fun, in my opinion. You know, the way I look at this is, you know, they talked about when the Marvel's Avengers game came out. It was going to be another co-op game and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, there's going to be a story mission, but, you know, it's it's nothing great. I ended up getting that game months and months and months after it came out, and it was a long game. It, it, was, it wasn't was as long as maybe like Arkham Knight or uh, the Spider-Man games or anything like that, but it, it was a pretty long single-player storyline you know so you know maybe this thing will be like that and i would love that if it's if it's something more than what we got with the friday the 13th game and it's actually like a like a real life single player storyline story mode i'll love it that that's what i wanted that's what i want in this that's i I, i'm not a big fan of the co-op games well i mean i like i like them as
1: long as i can play with friends which is yeah, if we're playing with
0: friends i mean it'll be okay it'll get old quick but, but i'm
1: glad you brought up the developers of Friday the 13th again cuz Ilfanic is is one of the groups and the major group that was behind that because this week, Ilphonic announced Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. The week, uh, This week, alongside the first trailer for the new Ghostbusters game, the asymmetrical experience from the developers who worked on Friday the 13th the game in Predator Hunting Grounds features four players controlling a team of Ghostbusters while a fifth player on the opposing team plays as a ghost. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed is, is scheduled to release at some point in quarter four of 2022, so that means the wintertime, probably between October and December. Uh, but a more precise release date has not yet been announced. When it launches, it'll be available for the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC via the Epic Game Store. The 1v4 game features new and familiar Ghostbusters where players are able to customize their own loadouts while also interacting with some of the most well-known names from the franchise. Ernie Hudson returns to voice Winston Zeddemore, and Dan Aykroyd returns as Ray Stantz with a whole hub of the game set within the Ghostbusters firehouse. As for the actual gameplay, uh, a hands-off preview of the game, comicbook.com attended prior to this. Announcement showed off a bit of what Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed had in store. We saw a museum map where the single ghost player was able to float around the haunt different objects while scaring pedestrians in the building enough to make them want to leave the ghost has a variety of tools at its disposal to do so but its main objective is to cause the area to go full haunt by filling up a corresponding meter enough through its ghostly actions abilities like possession of objects flying and the option to teleport between special locations known as rifts are all in the get and the ghost arsenals we know there are plans for several ghosts but we only saw one in the preview uh, the Ghostbusters, on the other hand, are tasked with stopping this haunt, which means catching the Ghost as quickly as possible instead of a one-and-done scenario like other asymmetrical games offer where once the one-person team loses, it's over. The Ghost has several chances to respawn, so the Ghostbusters will have to catch it several times or get rid of it all, all of its respawn opportunities first and then catch it in order to win. Ghostbusters naturally have tools uh, at their disposal like a PK, PKE meter and a particle thrower used to track and weaken the Ghost before trapping it. So it sounds like you're really going to be a Ghostbuster. It also sounds like we're going to get plenty of uh, the Ghostbuster characters. So we're probably going to get the original characters. It sounds like we might even get the new Ghostbusters Afterlife characters. And then maybe even maybe the female cast. It's it's looking like we're going to get a good array. Also, they've said that there's going to be multiple kinds of ghosts that you can choose from. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's that DLCs for some of them. And then some of them are right up front. Overall, it's an, it's a co-op game, and I know you're not a big fan of co-ops, but this sounds like something to be really fun to play with our group of friends.
0: Yeah, actually, this one sounds like it'll be, and you don't know, you know, we don't know yet, but maybe this one might be more fun to play than even Evil Dead, and Evil Dead sounds like a lot of fun to play.
1: I think this is going to be, uh, out of the, I think Evil Dead will be great, don't get me wrong, but I think this will be the fun game to play, have some beers, All be at our homes, having some drinks or ciders or whatever we're drinking livations if you will running around like idiots talking shit about <laughs> catching a ghost and one of us being the ghost is, is messing around. I think I think this would be a lot more fun. I think the Evil Dead game will be fun in the aspect that it's going to be very realistic and it's going to be more of a true horror game. Yes. I think this is going to be more fun in the aspect of this will be the thing that you do and because Ilphonic is completely doing this it's going to look amazing let's right. be honest. That's one thing the Friday the 13th game did is it looked amazing. I bet you there's going to be a lot of maps now that we know that the have the whole licensing be perfect for him so i think this is going to be the game that friday the 13th promised to be with the content wise although i think instead of like uh, friday the 13th or predator hunting grounds which is also a lot of fun i think instead of going straight horror they're going to have some more fun stuff because i mean ghostbusters at the end of the day is more lighthearted.
0: right right I hope that it's gonna be better than Predator. I, I got Predator it was free on PlayStation Plus and I had gotten it. I wasn't a big fan of that. There was just nothing to do. I was
1: alright with it when I was playing it. I also got it for free, but I was alright when I was playing it. I thought it looked good and I and I had a lot of fun when my friends were all playing it. But when I was in like like different like lobbies just like of Randos, I was like eh. Yeah. I, for some reason some of these co-op games are way better to play with your friends because then you can set up like things that you want to do or you know, you you're not worried about fucking the one guy who's trying to hold you back for the guy who's the killer there's, right there's, for some reason there's this co-op thing that goes on with the killer and one of the characters i i do not get it it happened on friday the 13th too yeah it's just yeah. annoying but if friday the 13th the easiest way to do that is just have all the pocket knives
0: <laughs> right Pocket right. knife
1: will save your life every day yeah run right for the He grabs a pocket knife and you still walk out the exit while tea bagging <laughs> there was a lot of that anyways with that being said uh, that's going to end this week's edition of the horror zone news of course, if you would like to talk to us about any of those news articles or you would just like to say hi, or you would like to uh, drop a movie you want us to review in the near future, it's simple. You can do that on our social medias. We're HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share that page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Use the hashtag hg 607 whenever talking about the show. Of course, if you would like to find out all information about HorrorZone607, it's easy. Go to 8122productions.com. Of course, you can find everything about HorrorZone607, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast, and 607TWS. Those are the shows that are up there that we do also while you're there you can check out the t public store if you would like to buy some swag also you can check out patreon patreon.com slash 8122 productions for as little as one dollar a month you get a ton of extra bonus content including this show horror zone 607 early plus it's uncut unedited and unslashed so you get some bonus stuff that other people don't get including me and mike c talking about whatever we feel like talking about in the beginning of production plus the production meeting and everything else plus the little middle gap here it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then we have other shows and stuff to make it worthwhile. And it helps support everything we do here. And last but not least, also over on 8122production.com, you can get the links for the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash podcast You can get links to the musical guests uh, who uh, provide us with copyright-free music. You can find out friends of the show, like our friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August 26th to 27th in Vernon Downs, New York or the Vernon Dallas Casino, sorry, in Vernon, New York. Uh, check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be there live doing a bunch of live different things. And last but certainly not least, you can find out about local sponsors and so on and so forth. 8122productions.com. And if you forget any of those things, there are hyperlinks in the notes for this podcast. Mike C., I believe it is now time for the Horror Zone 607 trivia question. Yes,
0: it is. And we're going to go back. I need you to use your brain on this one. More so than usual. We're going back to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, to a lesser extent, its sequel for this, for this question, okay? So, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Edwin Neal, an old friend of ours that we have met and had a great conversation with, Edwin Neal plays the Hitchhiker. His name is the Hitchhiker in the original movie. What is the, hitch, the Hitchhiker's name? What's his real name? One more time, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Edwin Neal plays the Hitchhiker. What is the Hitchhiker's name? The answer coming up r- right after the break.
1: Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you're listening to Horror Zone 607.
0: Just let you know you're not the last one Yes, that is the perfect song for this. Uh, Coming back to the show here, that would be The Merkins. In particular, Leatherface singing Friends With No Faces. Yes, YouTube.com slash The Merkins. There you go. There it is. Perfect choice, Rich. Perfect choice. All right, well, we are back, and we are going to be reviewing the brand-new 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But before we get to that... We must, before I forget again, like I did a couple of weeks ago, answer this week's HorrorZone 607 trivia question. And the question was, in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Edwin Neal plays the Hitchhiker. What is the Hitchhiker's name? I
1: told Mike C. before we went to break, for some reason, when he first asked this question, the first name that popped in my head was Roach from uh, People Under the Stairs, but well, obviously I knew where it was from, because I think it's funny. Uh, but no, I, I did, after some thinking, I, I remembered the line of, get him, Nubbins. That's correct. His name is Nubbins Sawyer. As he wears him as a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get him, <'em>, Nubbins. <laughs> like he's Nubbins Sawyer. Yeah. Oh, Chop Top. <laughs> Too good. Too good. We did not deserve Chop Top. We did not deserve John. <laughs> no, I wish that he would come back. And I wish they would have brought him back in this movie, even. Uh, by the way, before we get into the Horror Zone, a movie review of this week, I just want to give a little show note. We will be off next week because there is a ton, uh, well, as you guys know, uh, we, as wrestling fans... It is a huge weekend. It is a uh, WrestleMania weekend. And I will actually be out of town in Geneva, New York, visiting a friend for WrestleMania weekend as a tradition. So we will be off next week. We will be back the following week. Do not worry. Do not dismay. Uh, we, we just only can record on the weekends because of uh, schedules for Mike and stuff. So we have to try to get it in if one of us is not here uh, when we can. And unfortunately, I will literally be gone the entire weekend. So next week, we will be off the following week. We will be back talking all things horror. And uh, keep your eyes posted at HorrorZone607 on Twitter, because we will be putting up a poll to vote on the movie. It's going to be going up after the show goes up. There's going to be three or four movies. You can vote on the movie that we review. It'll be open for the week, and then that way it gives us time to watch the movie before the uh, before we come in studio, okay? So you guys can vote on the next movie we review right here on HorrorZone607. But enough about that, because we have a movie to review this week. And as Mike pointed out, it is going to be the... Texas Chainsaw Massacre Requel, if you will, from Netflix. That hot term, Requel. Well, it wasn't originally made for Netflix, but you know, hey. Uh, So let's go through the stats first, shall we? Of course, uh, let me give you uh, the overall. We are going to do kind of what we did last week. What we're going to do is, we're going to start off by giving you, like, the stats for the movie, you know, who directed it, wrote it, et cetera, et cetera. Then we are going to go to a recommend or not recommend and why. And with that being said, it's going to be all spoiler free. Then we are going to play the spoiler drop. We'll give you a warning anyways, a verbal warning, but we're going to play the spoiler drop when that, at the end of that warning, we will talk about this in spoilers and we're not going to break down the entire movie because that's not, I know we did last week because of the movie, because we kind of had to digest that the way we did, but this week it will be back to what we did in the past. Good, the bad, the ugly. We'll talk about what we like, what we didn't like. And then finally, we'll give the scores around the internet and then our scores for this movie. So. Are you ready, Mike C.? I am ready. All right. First of all, this was released on February 18th, 2022. Uh, Running time of 81 minutes. Distributed by Netflix. Produced by Legendary Pictures, Exurbia Films, and Bad Hombre. Uh, The movie was based on characters by Kim Henkel and Toby Hooper. story was by Fetty Alvarez and Roto Sagags. Directed by David Blue Garcia with a screenplay by Chris Thomas Devlin. Uh, it was narrated, narrated, by the way, by John Larroquette, so they brought John Larroquette back. Uh, cinematography from Ricardo Diaz, edited by Christopher S. Cap, and the music was done by Colin Stetson. This movie stars, in no particular order, Sarah Yarkin, Elsie Fisher, Mark Burnham, Moe Dunford, Nell Hudson, Jessica Allen, Owen Farah, Jacob Latimer, Alice Crege, and so many more. And of course, there is no, there's no, uh, there's no box office for this movie because it, it didn't, didn't go, go to the box, box off. office; It just went straight to Netflix, where you can watch it currently. All right, Mike C. Let's open up with a non-spoiler. Let's just ask a question: Would you recommend Texas Chainsaw Massacre twenty twenty two Yes or no, and why or why not? Would you not? Would
0: would you recommend it? I actually would say yes to this because I think that a lot of horror fans, you know are fans of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, you know, the series in general. Um, you know, if you're not a fan of it, then obviously you're probably not going to want to watch it in the first place. But, I mean, if you're a fan of the series, I would I would recommend it. I'm going to follow suit with you. Uh, I
1: would recommend this based upon this. I would recommend this, like, if because it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, I would recommend definitely seeing it. Uh, also, I would recommend it for horror fans of the series. It was a nice little companion piece.
0: Yeah, I, I would say that. It was... Definitely, in my opinion, it was much, much better than Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah, that's not hard to be, but yeah. I still didn't hate that movie. There were aspects of that movie that I liked, but overall, it was way too slick and it was just a dumb storyline. And, you know, there's something that maybe we'll have to talk about at some point. They did a Phantom Limbs um, review, or not review, but article on bloodydisgusting.com, which they talk about unmade movies. And this one, not that it wasn't um, made, because obviously Texas Chainsaw 3D came out, but the producer that was involved in that took the writer's material, tried to pan it off as his own, then like just totally messed with them the whole time. He screwed with them the whole production and got what we got with Texas Chainsaw 3D. That was not the movie that the writers originally wrote. It's not the writer's fault that we got what we got in that. But overall, that was a failure. It was a flop. Um Leatherface, which was the one in between, overall was a pretty good movie until the, the whole Scooby-Doo ending where you find out who Leatherface actually was and no, it kind of the ruined prequel, the whole movie. Yeah. Um overall I thought, you know, as a whole that was a pretty good movie actually, but it failed because of the final act and the reveal of who Leatherface actually was. It just it was stupid. So when you take those two, the last two movies, and you compare this to it, I think that this movie as a whole, although it has a lot of faults in it, and we're gonna get to that, mm-hmm. I think that it's a better movie than both of those. I can see I I could I see that. I like Texas Chainsaw
1: 3D a little better than a lot of people. I'm not saying it was great. Don't get me wrong. And I hated the ending. Yes. <laughs> but up until up until like the first couple acts of that movie were pretty good. Yeah. They just kind of dropped the they dropped the ball in the third act, which is always a bad deal. Right. But you know, yeah. I I, I I I but I would agree with your assessment. Well, with that being said, if you have not seen the 2022 Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix, or you would prefer to wait until you watch it, or if you just don't care and you're going to hear it anyways. This is your time to jump out. If you haven't seen it and you do not want to hear us spoil the movie, if you have seen the movie, or if you uh, you don't care about getting it spoiled, this is your time. But after this warning, we will be talking spoilers. So here's the warning. (laughs) All right, we're in the spoiler zone. And I got to start off by saying this. I'm not going to do it in any particular order for the likes or dislikes. We can just kind of list off where we were where we're at with it, but I do want us to open up with this. For being the requal, in all you know, using the scream jargon, but being in all that technicalities, for being the requel of the 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I really felt this was better suited to be almost a requel of the 2003 remake. Other than the fact that we had the Sally Hardesty character, which obviously the actress who played her has passed away, so now we have a different actress in the role, and they kind of went to the Halloween route with that. I mean, it was old man Leatherface, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But hear me out. At the end of the 1974 movie, we just have have Leatherface dancing. Yeah. We have the dancing scene. There's nothing. There's no ad, ad lib onto that. There's nothing. There's nothing to tell us that he would go to some orphanage Because, I mean, he was living with his family on a farm. Right. There's nothing that would say he would go to some orphanage or back to this orphanage in a town to be living with a caretaker he treats like his mother when he had a mother, technically. Or somebody he treated like a mother. There's nothing that that proves that. Right? However, in the 2003 remake, other than the fact that he's missing an arm. (laughs) Yeah. And that's where that would fall apart, too. We do get to see that final scene of him coming out of the basement. Where the camera crew, the police go down, and then you know he goes by. Obviously, different last name, but whatever. I'm just saying it looks like they picked and choose which Texas Chainsaw movie to come after, and uh, that's and it's I'm just spinning, saying because it's
0: the choose your own adventure of horror, right, 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 right.
1: But I mean, they were allegedly trying to make this as a straight right. sequel. If you will, sequel, requel, whatever you want to call it, of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and get rid of everything in between. But it, there was parts of it was like, well, maybe like I could have seen the 2003 remake as a better setup with the why. Well, obviously, he's he's got both arms. Yeah, but I could see seen a better setup because after that, we see him flee. So maybe he fled to a, an orphanage he was in previous. But then you're also taking into account the Leatherface movie because the Leatherface movie is the only one that tells us he was ever in a fucking orphanage. Yeah. So they really kind of borrowed a lot of things from these other movies that they got rid of to come up with this concept. And that's one of my first attractions because it's not enough to take me out of it. I I just want to throw that out there because we're going to get into some really good stuff that I thought happened during this movie. But I was one of my first, I wanted to get your take on it because I really, that's how I felt about it. I'm like for all these things you got rid of, uh, you know, got rid of you actually copied more of them than you did the source material.
0: Yeah. I didn't pay too much attention to that when I was watching it because it was such a mindless slasher flick um, but you're right now that you're mentioning that, I mean, you're not wrong.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I'm not saying we're Stephen A when we need him. You're <laughs> not wrong. Oh, I, I can queue up Stephen A if you want. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. Right. I mean,
1: good Lord. But yeah, I mean, like, let's be honest. I, I, that was one of the things that threw me off. So now let's jump into the movie. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give my, my, my parts that I didn't like first, because I think there was a lot that I did like, but there were some parts I didn't like, and I just want to start with, and I think this is the big one. Cause I don't think you like this either. The return of Sally Hardesty to do the Lori Strode Halloween 2018 remake. Let's be honest. That's all they did this for. She's, she's literally the sheriff in a different county that neighbors... The county we are in, in Texas. And when she gets the call, she's like, I've been waiting for it. And she has her showdown with old Leatherface. And my favorite part, though, and I will say that this was a good part my favorite part is when she goes into the room with Leatherface and they first have the face to face meeting, if you will. And she's like, Look at me. You remember me. And he just walks right by her he like she's her nothing. Because he doesn't care about her. And that pisses her off. Yeah. And like, so he doesn't even care. I don't want to get away. And he doesn't care. He no. doesn't give a shit. Say my name. Say my name. He's like, fuck you. Yeah. He doesn't Just care. He walks, Just walks away. Right, right by her to go after the girls he wants to go after. <sighs> like, I don't know. We could have done it without this completely, in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, th- that character was so poorly done in this, and it was so obvious what they were going for. Like you said, it was the, the old Laurie Strode, you know, Halloween 2018, bring back that original final girl, and it failed miserably in this case. She was absolutely worthless to the story. Absolutely worthless, and since we're talking spoilers on here, basically when she finally does have her showdown, she shoots him, he's after other girls, like the main characters in this this particular movie, and she shoots him and then he finally starts going after her, and he just puts his chainsaw right through her chest, lifts her off the ground, and throws her literally away like garbage, throws her into a pile of garbage bags.
1: That's it. And literally, the only reason for her to be in this movie, other than the nostalgia to trip her in as the Laurie Strode character, is the reasoning to get the gun to the girl that doesn't like guns so we can set up the final. Yeah. The final which is still stupid because there's guns all over. It's fucking Texas. Yeah. Texas.
0: Uh, yeah, it was, it was just such a... I was kind of excited when I heard that they were bringing that character back, but I was kind of like, okay... What are we really going to do with this and now we know you know it was it was an absolute waste of time and it was a waste of a character It just proved
1: whoever wrote this film Feia Alvarez looking at you that you watched Halloween 2018 and went oh I want to do that
0: yeah that's that's pretty much it. Um, I, I want to get into one other thing that kind of goes back a little bit more. Go ahead. The the main characters in this were horrible. Uh, I, I did not think that they had a very good build up. Um, the girl with the curly hair. I Sarah Yarkin, Sarah Yarkin her. She was in Happy Death Day to You and she was great in that. She's got good comedic timing and everything like that and I can see her being somebody that could be a good comedic actress going forward. Um, so I, it's her as an actress I don't have a problem with because I enjoyed that movie and I, I liked her in it, in the small role that she had. But you know She was just terrible in this. Not likable whatsoever, and she's not really supposed to be. But it basically centers around her and her sister. Her sister is the survivor of a school shooting. Her name is Lila, and she is played by Elsie Fisher. Yes. So they're sisters, and basically they go into this Texas town that's abandoned. They've bought all of the... It looks like an old Western... Ghost town.
1: Yeah, it looks like a movie set. Also, they're there with their two other investor buddies just to get it
0: out of the way. Right.
1: Nell Hudson, who plays Ruth, and Jacob Latimer, who plays Dante Spivey.
0: Yes. So, you know, they're there. They think that they've bought out this town uh, that's empty, and they're going to basically bring in. A group of people, investors, to buy these buildings, and they're going to kind of like set up like a settlement almost there. Like they're they're going to take over this town or whatever. Um, the characters are completely unlikable. There's not a whole lot of a character setup of them. You just kind of see in the middle of what they're doing. They kind of come into you know they, they just kind of show up, and that's that's where the whole startup of the. And they're is. entitled. And they're entitled. Yes, they're very entitled. Very entitled. So and they're they're clearly involved with a lot of very quote unquote woke people. And we're going to get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Because that led to the whole big eye roll when we saw the first trailer for this. Yes. And it ended up being one of the most awesome scenes in this movie and all of the Texas Chainsaw movies. So we're going to get back to that. So... so
1: or, or keep going I Yeah, there's a couple
0: other things. So the characters were unlikable and you know, both of the sisters were pretty much unlikable in my opinion. The unlikable start I just want to jump this in there. Like your
1: first interaction with these characters, Dante and Sarah Yarkin's character, I think it's just Sarah, because they don't have her listed as a name for something. They don't have reason. her name? Yeah, I'm being I can't serious. remember what it was. They yeah. say it, but yeah. I don't remember but anyways, what it was. She's they the, where we get into is they're trying to pull down an old Confederate flag and what it ends up being an orphanage, and the old lady at the orphanage is like, No, I own this building, you know, there was whatever, and they're claiming that they own the building, and of course, then you see in the shadows because at the building is you know Leatherface is there, and uh, that's a really cool normal. shot. Yeah, that pretty, I didn't catch the first time. Yeah, it was pretty cool, uh but but you know whatever. Just jumping in come to find out they were wrong they didn't own the building the lady owns the building the lady ends up having a heart attack and dying that's what sets it off so technically the people that you're supposed to feel something for like if you go back to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie you kind of feel something for Sally Hardesty's character whose friends are being butchered and dying her brother butchered and dies they're all you know whatever so you have some feeling towards them and you want them to survive instantly they throw you in a situation where you're like fuck these people which they do that a
0: lot with movies especially slasher movies nowadays the more modern ones they make these unlikable characters and they make the villains like, Which I hate. I hate, I hate that, hate too. That. I
1: want the villain to Leather be a Leatherface is
0: not supposed to be a good guy. I should never be rooting for Leatherface to give these people their right. come up. And, and that's what we set up with this, because they are such unlikable characters, including the sister that survived the school shooting. She's not a very likable character, either.
1: No, because they try to make her sentimental, but then her actions speak of just an asshole. Yes. But like she's not like the other ones that are entitled. She's right. just an asshole. Yeah. But like you don't feel bad for... I get I knew mean, She went through some shit. I get it. Yeah. But you just she's, don't she's feel bad for... She's tormented, but she doesn't really. Act like right. somebody that would have survived something like that at the same. I mean, other than the one scene where she has the flashback. Yeah, where she's in de- jeopardy with Leatherface killing her, and she has the flashback. You really never get a a, a sense of vulnerability. She right. always actually comes off as pretty strong throughout the whole movie. Yeah, With, you know, she just kind of like, sits around right, though, right. too. She like, like I said, she's an asshole, but she comes off like like most assholes. They right. kind of have a strong like. She's talking to the redneck guy, uh, Richter, played by Mo Dunford, which was actually probably the best acting in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Let's be honest. She comes off, you know, he's showing her a gun, even though she was she even like picks up the gun, has no fear. Like she's one of those people that you could you're like, oh, she's head strong. She'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, like she's the, it, but she's still not likable because at the end of the day, she's just an asshole. She right. like sits around. She wants to be away from these people, which I would want to be away from them too. But yeah. at the same point in juncture, she never even helps out really.
0: Right, like she's just kind of like there. Yeah, until the final act. Um, one other thing that I wanted to point out with this, too, that I really did not like more than anything else in this movie. there You had these unlikable characters. There's a really, really, really bad ending to this movie, in my opinion. And I'm going to talk about that in a second, too. But the actual setting, the main setting of this movie was Horrible. It did not, to me, feel like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie at all. I I just want to point out, too, somebody said this. I think it was on Bloody Disgusting's message board on one of their posts about this movie. I think that this was the same town that they used for one of the the straight-to-video wrong-turn movies. I want to say it's like Wrong Turn 5, Bloodlines, or something like that. Could be. It was filmed in Bulgaria. It was not not filmed in Texas. I'm I'm not surprised. And it it just didn't feel like it at all. I, I just it was too clean looking of a movie. Like we watched X last weekend. This movie was just made now. 2021, I'm assuming is when they filmed X. And they made that movie look like it took place in Texas in 1970s. Why couldn't even though this movie takes place now? Why couldn't it look like Texas? Because they weren't in Texas. I, I I, honestly,
1: I want to go this way with you. It looked like just a. It looked like probably what it really is. It was a run down spaghetti western set. Yeah, that's all it looked like. Yeah, it looked like what a spaghetti western set would look like back in the day, only now run down. So that's probably all they did. They probably found one that they used in Bulgaria, and they just probably used it. So it was like a. It was the shell of a fucking old movie set from westerns. And that was my take on it, and yeah. yeah, I agree with you. It did not look good. Terrible setting. The only thing um, that looked good was the interior
0: of the orphan of the orphanage, which they intentionally made to look exactly like the interior of the Sawyer's house yes. in the original movie. Yes. Right, straight to like the where the staircase is. I mean, think that they were kind of like backwards. There was yeah, the opposite
1: side because the staircase and the other ones, yeah. It, but it was still it mirrored. Yeah, it was it a mirror image. It. The only difference was in the kitchen there was no sliding door. Right, but the, but the kitchen was still straightforward.
0: Straightforward. The staircase was right yep. there, and then the living There's quarters. The shot looked the living down quarters the were
1: just, like, over there. Even the upstairs was kind of the same with the right. rooms. Yeah. And there's
0: no, like, chicken bones and none human bones. There's none. none of that going on in the house. And you can tell that, you know, this lady cares about him, cared about the people. You know, you don't get a sense that the old lady, what are they Mrs. Mac, I think is what they called her. Mrs. MC is, I think, what her name was. Uh, it was, like, Macintosh or something yes, like that. Yes, I think that. it was Mrs. Mac. Um, you know, you could tell that she actually cared for the kids that lived there. He's the last one. You know he's all grown up and he's old now, but she's still taking the old care picture, of him. There's the
1: old picture. This is what came into my theory earlier. There's the old picture on the wall. The kids in the orphanage, and you can tell he's the bigger kid in the background, right. With his face scribbled out,
0: right? Which has happened in like the sequel or the remake. I think there was like things of that where he scribbled uh-huh. out his face on things. Um, you know that that part was okay. Like it, it, you could tell that she gave him a better upbringing than what he was getting in his house oh, in the original absolutely. movie. Absolutely. And he, she keeps him under control. She keeps him under control. Since
1: 1974, there's not been any other chainsaw murders that we know of. Right. Because the, when we first get introduced, they stop at a gas station on their way there and the person at the gas station is watching a documentary on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre right. from 74. And it says out loud in the documentary that after, after the killings it disappeared and not, and not another killing. Right. And so there's like a... Oh, I think it wasn't... I could be wrong. It wasn't a documentary. I think it was a podcast... Just on television i think it was like a true crime podcast yeah, yeah, it was like it was a documentary like type yeah. thing well, well, that's that's what John thing. was doing the voiceover yeah, yes.
0: on um but you know you know again you you had you had this bad set you had bad characters you had a bad sally hardesty you know callback which you know uh, i don't know i don't, I don't even really want to talk about that anymore um, and I don't want to make fun of the 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 woman playing her Owen Friar. I don't
1: want to. I think she did a. Fine the professor job. said
0: she's a great actress when they talked you know about. What? This, I don't so. think. I
1: don't think that. I don't think that she did a bad job per se. I just think it was a bad spot.
0: But yeah, it was pointless. So you have a bad setting, bad characters, a bad Sally Hardesty, and then you got the end of the movie. And again, we're going to get to what we like about that was good. But the end of it, like the very last scene, first of all, you got this driving car, a car that you just put in the GPS and it drives itself. It's a
1: Tesla, which which is, well, okay, so it's not exactly how a Tesla works, but it is how a Tesla works. You can put it in and it drives itself, but you still have to have your hands on the wheel or something on the wheel. Yeah, you know, uh, to mimic hands.
0: So before we get to that part of it, you know, the final act is the two sisters fighting Leatherface in an old movie theater. I didn't think that that was a great scene myself there's some big
1: giant like pond in the middle of this room yeah theater.
0: giant puddle that's in the middle of this and like thing, I said, the, the, gun, is the gun fight, you know
1: it, it was it wasn't a very good fight and then all of a sudden the one sister who's scared a guy was in the school shooting scared, she shoots Leatherface multiple times into the the pond he goes and bubbles and he sinks blah blah the end right and then they go back to the car and then they get into the car they program to go back to austin i do believe austin, i think Texas. so sarah
0: yarkin sticks her something like that stands up outside of the sunroof and
1: well, yeah, no, she was still in the car when she no. Yeah, no, Sarah Yarkin was still in the car. They were getting ready to go. Yeah. And then it's like wait, I will give him this credit. They waited a long time to do this, so like your normal sense of somebody getting yanked out was passed. You're like, oh, maybe they are just going to get away. And then finally, she gets yanked. Sarah Yark gets yanked out of the passenger window. Was it the passenger window, was window. Yeah, and that's when in uh, the car. Oh, starts the other driving. sister went out the of the other sunroof. Starts standing on the sunroof, looking back. Well, the car is driving itself. Uh, oh, the car's driving away slowly. Very uh, by slow. By the way, they don't go that slow. They start to go. They build up speed and get to speed. This limit. car was going five miles this, an hour. This, uh, maybe it was just on roll. <laughs> yeah. And Leatherface. By the way, this is the part that I had a problem with Leatherface smiles i don't know if you call this he smiles you can see it through the mask and then takes the chainsaw and cuts off her head and then does the texas chainsaw massacre dance with her head in the chainsaw yeah yeah that's terrible ending i mean i'll give them the credit that they waited the how long they waited to yank her out of the car yeah it kind of got you a little bit because you're like oh okay they did do it because you were expecting it to happen and then it doesn't happen right and then when they finally did it you're like okay that was that was genius but then, like, the after effect, are just yeah. like, really? The final shot is
0: just him standing there while the car slowly drives slowly away. Slowly still driving around. away, and you can
1: see how slow it's going. It's like, it's never picking up speed. You know how speed. fast it
0: moves? You ever been to an amusement park, and they have, like, those antique cars that are on the track? Yes. Actually, I think <laughs> those move They go about five miles an hour. Honestly, I think they move faster. Maybe. It, it, look like
1: it looked like he could have still, like, just walked
0: up, and grabbed, walked up her. and grabbed He could have
1: walked up to the car grabbed her. up.
0: Yeah. Walked up and grabbed her. <laughs> I know. So, a terrible ending. It was a terrible ending. Uh, along with some other terrible stuff. But, you know, as much as we're, we're, you know, hating on this, there was a lot of good stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to first come out with a disclaimer.
1: Uh, there was a lot of people, and I saw this in reviews, and I don't understand how you didn't get this. There was a lot of people, because you brought up woke earlier, and I, I do want to bring this up. There was a lot of people that were like down in this movie because they brought woke culture. Like, like they, they oh, they're, they're, they're this is just another one of those woke movies. And I'm like, wait yeah, a minute. They clearly did you, didn't watch did the movie. Did you not watch the movie? Because everybody who was quote-unquote woke in this movie ends up dead.
0: Yeah, and I just want to point out that of all of these movies... I think in, I haven't seen the uh, the remake and the prequel to it in in quite some time. I think that this is the first time that there was actually a legitimate chainsaw massacre oh yeah we're gonna to get to that in a second but I just wanted to go on that <laughs> because I keep seeing this in,
1: to this day in the reviews for this movie that like oh it was a woke culture movie and I'm like if you consider that everybody who was quote unquote woke in this movie gets killed yeah. so that shows that Brutally. they are all they all are presumed assholes because they bought up this town they're kicking this old lady out this old lady dies meaningless, meaninglessly because she owned her building still mm-hmm. like so they are bad people they, they portray them as bad people who are in this for themselves who are trying to tell people shit and they all end up dead there's not a person who is on that woke because the survivor girl wasn't woke. She didn't even like those people. Yeah. So everybody who had that quote unquote woke the only person who dies in this movie with the exception of the old lady and the sheriff, because he's just like uh side him out the fucking leather yeah. face losing his shit. The only person that really dies is uh Richter. He's the only one that's not
0: quote unquote woke that ends up dying in this movie. Yeah. Everybody else is. And boy, he gets his too, Oh not he, he? He gets fucked up.
1: But... But let's talk about what you... I know you want to talk about. It's clear
0: as day to me that you're right about this, that the people that were writing, and there were a lot of people that quote-unquote reviewed this movie... They reviewed the trailer. They did not watch this movie. They reviewed the trailer. Oh,
1: absolutely! Because the
0: trailer built it up that that's what this was going to look mm-hmm. like, and it was not. Because
1: you saw the scene in the trailer, of course, on the bus. Because I know yeah. we, that's where we know we're steering to. Because obviously, is the most impactful where the guy walks up and goes, "All right, you're on camera. Do one thing and canceled, pal." Yeah. And they don't show Do anything, anything you really cancel. You don't show anything really after that. But if you go to the movie let's talk about probably the best scene in this movie as you just pointed out probably the few one of the only parts where we really see a texas chainsaw An massacre actual
0: chainsaw massacre the
1: guy says this and then he proceeds to get his first his arm cut off yeah with the phone go flying and then it becomes a
0: fucking bloodbath this is one of the bloodiest most brutal scenes of any horror movie i've ever seen he is slaying people. He's cutting people in half. What is there, 30 transition. people on that yeah. bus?
1: The one girl finally tries to get out the window, which is one of the best scenes. She tries to get out the window. She's half out. He cuts her in half so her front half falls out. like yeah, Intestines and everything. The, the two sisters are hiding in the bathroom of the bus and there's so much blood that the blood is like leaking under and, and like pooling like yes. thick in the bottom of the bathroom. They're standing on a toilet. Like it
0: is, it's vicious. You know, they talk about that scene in the bathroom stall in It Chapter 2 being the bloodiest scene in, in cinema history well maybe because of the fake blood that they used that they were swimming through that may be accurate this was possibly the most brutal scene of any horror movie I've ever seen Oh, it was,
1: it was phenomenal
0: the, the way phenomenal. he sliced through those people with that chainsaw this was a legitimate chainsaw massacre it and wasn't graphic. one person that he's chopping up with it after he's already killed them like in no the he's moving movie. on you he's know, moving, he's
1: moving on quick. He's like some people, like I said, some people are losing limbs effort. And like the ones that lose a limb, he comes back to, to finish the yes. job. But like, they'll be on the ground. Like he's, that one guy, he saws his leg <laughs> off. So as he comes by and he he falls he's going to the through ground, torsos. and as he goes to he goes to the ground, he slays through some more people, and then he turns around after he kills some people and sticks the chainsaw right through the guy. Yeah, and then then he comes back and he like I said, he cuts that one lady in half. Like, oh, he's got heads off and partial faces. Like he's he's chainsawing through everybody.
0: Yeah, he is. And you know, I just want to talk about Leatherface here for a second because other than Andrew Bernarski, who played him in the remake and then in its prequel, nobody's ever played that character. Twice. Nobody's ever played it more than once. So you've got different actors portraying him. But how many t- how many Chainsaw movies are there now? There's There's got to be, what, eight, nine of them now? Ten of them Easily, at this point?
1: Not even trying to count, but yes.
0: To me, the most brooding, most terrifying portrayal of Leatherface out of all of them is Andrew Bernarski in the remake. I right, think yeah, that, that, is, that is the most menacing version of him that I think we've ever gotten. I agree. He's more brutal in this one. But I think that aside from Andrew Bernarski's remake portrayal, not not so much the the prequel to it, you know, to a certain degree. But I just think that the the remake the was remake better. was a whole different. Um, this was probably the second most menacing version of him that we've gotten. I mean, we've gotten comedic takes on him through a lot of like them.
1: Two is a comedic two, three, three,
0: four. The, yeah. the, you know, most next generation. Of, yeah, most of that was a comedic. They're all comedy. Yeah, and even parts in the original. I mean, he's terrifying in the original, but like by the end of that movie, it kind of gets a little comedic. Well,
1: at the dinner scene, he's kind of yeah. comedic, and he's like know, an yeah. old lady, and yeah. he's <laughs> <laughs> you know, he makes that sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, by the way, Mark Burnham, who's who played Leatherface
0: in this movie, yeah, Mark yeah, Burnham, he did a fantastic job. He looked the part. He was a big guy. He looked kind of like he, he was he was really built a lot like uh Gunnar Hansen. Um some of the movies he was always a little bit chubby and a little bit big, but I mean, they never quite got the look right. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 in particular, I never really cared much for his portrayal in that movie. There's a couple of scenes that are scary, but um you know, that he he was an absolute menacing force in this movie. And I give them a lot of credit. The way that they set him up and the way they made him in this movie. Like you said earlier, I mean, this almost would have been, if he had only one arm, this almost would have been a better sequel to the to the remake mm-hmm. because he was that kind of menacing in this. Absolutely. Uh, I agree. I think he's had a great
1: portrayal. Uh, I mean, right down to like, you know, like you could see the like he he was very good without even seeing his facial features because they kept them even even when he was like when they go in the back of the the van. when You don't see his face. You You don't really see see his face. The hair comes over his face. So you don't really ever see his face. Like it's menacing, man. He he ends up killing all the people in the back of this car. Like that fucking arm snap in the back, and then he chubs. The, yeah, he, takes the guy's bone, broken bone, and shoves it into his neck. Like it's crazy. And the, like the the graphic scene of him through the rearview mirror sawing off the old lady's face,
0: which to is wear the, the only face. mask he wears in this one. But because of it, got the point Of course,
1: he also does a little shrine to her in the cornfield as we Yeah, know. Which was a throwback to the opening yeah. scene of the original movie. Yeah, because obviously she,
0: now you know who posed up the bodies in that cemetery in yeah. the original movie. Yeah, but on, on top of that. Obviously
1: obviously showing the love and admiration he has for her also that's why cuz somebody was like well why wear her face i'm like because he's getting revenge for her yeah. so like he's he's keeping her alive in that which is it sounds weird but that's his 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 logic you got to remember he's not He's not all there.
0: Right, right.
1: Like, he, he's very menacing. And, like, he did a great job. I thought they did a great pacing a lot with the killing and him moving around. Like, even in the house when the, the floorboard scene. I thought they did a good job with that. Yeah. A lot of things involving Leatherface and the kills were actually very good. The kills him were fantastic going, in this. going in and
0: out of rooms. You know, again, these might have been the best kills in that entire series. Possibly. Possibly. That bus my Massacre was great. The, the death of Richter.
1: In the house. Oh my God! Where
0: he like that was a
1: brutal kill.
0: I mean, we've had Michael Myers stomp on heads before and make them <laughs> bust open, but <laughs> this was brutal. Uh,
1: looked very real too. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, like I, I, I dug, I dug the actions. I, I got to say, the shining moment of this movie is Leatherface for sure. In the cap. absolutely, in the cap. absolutely. All right. Anything else you want to add to positive? I, I, I think, think that I, gets I the, the point across what part, I like. I mean, the,
0: there, there was more bad than good in this movie, but the good made up for the bad. I agree. I agree. All right. Let's see,
1: before we give our scores, let's see what the internet scored this, shall we, Mike? Let's do it. IMDB out of 10 gave it 4.8. Letterboxd, 2 out of 5. Rotten Tomatoes, 32%. And even Google users had this at 50%, which is unusual for Google users. So with that being said, we are now going to give our critic scores for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. The requel, if you will, from Netflix. I will go first and let Mike go second. Uh, with everything said, I, I will say this. This movie had a lot of eh going on. Once again, the non-character development of the victims I really thought was eh. I didn't, I didn't like the fact. I, it, it's something that we talked about in X even. I, I don't like this taking away... Of the humanity, if you will, of the victims. I think that we should still feel something for them. And even if you're putting, or if you're going to put it all on the killer, then put it all on the fucking killer. Even in this movie, they don't because they don't really try to make you like Leatherface. Even though he's doing something for revenge, you're still like, oh man, this is sick and disgusting because the deaths make him a villain. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like when we talked about X last week. They never really made me feel bad for Pearl. Like, completely? And they never made me feel anything for the victim, so they didn't even give me the, the like, I'm rooting for the killer. You know what that I mean? Because, right. like, sexed up old people doesn't, you know, whatever. But in this movie, it's kind of like the same, but to a lesser extent, because there, you still hate Leatherface.
0: Yeah, at least he doesn't have a face turn, like in right, Texas oh yeah, F- Chainsaw 3D. Yeah. No,
1: no, he's, he's still hateable, right? Because when we get our happy ending, he, you know, he definitely heals down. But I, you know, the fact that they didn't build those characters, the fact that the atmosphere is kind of the shit. I would, I would have loved the, I would have loved the scenery and atmosphere from X for this movie. Yeah, by the way. yeah. that would have been perfect. But, anyways, uh, all that stuff. But with that being said, the positives of the kills of this movie were great. The Leatherface actor Mark Burnham was amazing in that act and that role, uh, giving us the the great massacre on the bus, which, like you said, probably one of if not the only real Texas Mass- chainsaw massacre in all the films. Real legitimate, you were talking about. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, I came to this part and I'm like, you know, where am I going to come on the crossroads for this? I think there was enough bad, but there was enough good that it made it a decent enough movie. I'm giving it a five out of ten. I'm putting it right in the middle. It's uh, so, you know, it's still a good movie. It's an average movie. It's worth watching. If you're just talking about kills alone and you watch a kill count or something for it or you just take the kills alone. Oh, man, this is a fucking nine out of ten movie. Yeah, I I mean, just for the kills alone.
0: What's the biggest body count there's ever been in a slasher movie? Because this has got to be up there at this uh,
1: point. Oh, there's some pretty high
0: ones. But there's this no one's way of even high. knowing how many people he killed in this.
1: This is definitely Friday the 13th level of numbers. Because Friday mean, the 13th usually has the biggest body
0: counts. They do, but they usually have maybe like 15, 10, 15 people. Right, right. But there I had mean, to have been 30, 40 people that he killed in this movie.
1: I think it was closer to 20 to 30. 20 to 30. But it's All still a lot those people. It's still no, it's still a lot. I'm just saying I I think it's closer to those numbers than it's definitely Huge closer to that count. than a Halloween. Halloween oh, yeah. is usually way far lower. Nightmare on Elm Street usually 5 or 6. I think this is definitely up there in the in the whereas Leatherface in the past has only been a handful too. Yeah. I mean think about the 74 movie, it's only four people. Right, right. You know what I mean? If you think about even like the remake, I think it's only five people. Six if you count the hitchhiker? Yeah. So there's kind of like there's kind of interesting things, I, but I, I once again and the, so the plot and stuff really brings this movie down to being a five out of five or a five out of ten, sorry, because I'm telling you if the kills, you know, the kills alone give this it, like it's worth watching the kills. You get eight to nine out of ten kills on, on, the, on the kill factor of, of this movie, G- honest to God, right? right? But I literally think it brings it down just 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 slightly. Uh, because of the storyline,
0: not Karen leg. I said five out of ten is my score. Mike C, what did you give Texas Chainsaw Massacre twenty twenty two? So I'm I'm pretty close with you again here as usual. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a five and a half out of ten, so five point five out of ten for this. And again, it to me it would have been even higher for a movie that got driven from what was supposed to go to theaters to Netflix because they went through seventy five different directors. <laughs> you know, it just. <laughs> there was so much of a mess. We were expecting the worst when this came out. At one point, this was going so badly that a movie that had already been filmed twice, well, partially once and then and twice, you know, second time in its entirety. We actually weren't even sure that this was going to be released because it was such a mess. So, you know, with that being said, we expected this thing to be a complete train wreck and it really wasn't. Um, and by the way one thing we didn't talk about that was kind of cool is they did set up for a sequel to a direct sequel to this at the very end after the credits play you see Leatherface walking I think he still had chainsaw intact and he's walking down a dirt path. To the old Sawyer house. And you see the old Sawyer house that's really overgrown. It's, you mm-hmm. know, the grass and like, he's bushes He's going to use that chainsaw stuff. to, to, to landscape, landscape. Yeah, he's going to do some landscaping there with it. I'm sure that's all that's going to be happening. But they, they clearly set it up for that because you do see that at the very end. Um, and because it's done big download numbers at Netflix, it looks like Netflix is going to actually be ordering up a sequel to this. It hasn't been announced yet, but it's looking good. Um, and I'm all for it. You know, hopefully they go back to that and somebody shows up at the house and it's kind of more, you know... More in line with the original movie, I would love to see that. I, I would like to see something. There's been a couple of times. I think in uh, the next generation they showed up at the Sawyer house, and I mean in, in the third one too. Even though it looked like yeah. it was a different house, in, a the different house in the third one, but, yes. but they've never really gone back, you know, to the Sawyer house. And you know, I think that, that could be a good movie. He's there, and somebody stumbles across it looking for gas or whatever. Well, they
1: went to the fake one in the Texas Chainsaw 3D. Did not yeah. even have the same fucking layout? Right. Which that was really abysmal. Right. Like, that was one of the things that I really hated about that movie is they couldn't even get the same layout of the house. Right. Because remember, you go into the big kitchen, you make the right, and then the door's behind instead of just straight in front of it, and right. the kitchen's smaller. Like, right. it was weird. I was just like, why would you pick a house that looks nothing like the sort
0: Right. House? But I mean, at the same time, I mean, that was taking place, like, in the immediate aftermath. It was still taking place in the 70s when that happened. It wasn't like they went back to it. I'd like to see something now. You're going to go in modern times. He's back at his house. Have something happen in the house again.
1: Well, that'd be cool. I'm just saying. You know? I'm just saying that the 3D one was horrible. Maybe you see opened, the
0: hitchhiker re- in there. Maybe you see his body. Yeah, maybe decomposed in maybe. there. Maybe you know a skeleton. Maybe uh, the old man, the cook, is in there.
1: You know, who knows?
0: I, so I, Grandpa might still be. Grandpa's there. Grandpa's still alive. Might be sucking still alive, on sucking on fingers, baby. So you know, that's something that I I, I actually hope they don't drop the ball on that because there were things that that could have been done better on this. And with Fetty Alvarez being involved, I would have expected a little bit more out of the writing. And this, even though I don't think he wrote this, I think he just produced it, but I could be wrong. He may, I, I'm not looking at the the information right now,
1: but I would have thought you know, that he wrote, be, he co-wrote and produced.
0: You no, know, I, I would have thought that they would have done a little bit better with the writing on this than what we got. But, you know, again, I mean, it's, to me, it's, it, this would have been a better movie with better writing, better characters, a better setting. Um, but those kills and you know Leatherface himself, you know, it, to me it's, I, I can't really say with with all the bad that this is six or better, but you know five and a half out of ten, it's definitely to me a little bit better than average because of the good that's in this movie.
1: And if James Denise has a uh, kill con over there at Dead Meat, check that out because that'd be the best way because you get to watch all the kills yeah. and and you get just the story in a nutshell, so you'll be fine. Like that probably be the best way to watch it, twenty minutes or less. Yeah, and then honestly, that would be. A 9 out of 10. Right. <laughs> like, honestly. Like, if I just see the kills and not have to watch the shittier parts, 9 out of 10. Right? 9 out of 10. But, uh, yeah, uh, overall 5 out of 10 for this movie. That's how much that the kills and the the kills and the kills acting of Leatherface bring that movie up. If I was just judging them, this is phenomenal. Yeah. And then the rest of it just brings it up. There was down. little
0: tweaks they could have made to this, and this could have been an excellent movie. Absolutely. Especially considering, again, that this movie almost didn't even get released.
1: True. Well, if you have the same opinion, different opinions, just want to share your opinions, we ask you to do so. Hit us up on social media, HorrorZone607 on Facebook, like and share the page, at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram, hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Of course, for all other information, 8122productions.com has got you covered. The Patreon link, the T Public link, Friends of the Show link, links to Three Fat Nerds, 607TWS, all of that and more. 8122productions.com if you forget any of that that is in the liner notes for this show hyperlinks are there and of course a huge shout out to our friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest which on April 1st we have yet another big celebrity announcement coming up for Sci-Fi Horror Fest Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August 26th and 27th at the Vernon Downs Casino in Vernon, New York get your tickets now Sci SciFiHorrorFest.com it is $20 for the weekend $15 for a day pass you are not going to beat those prices we have uh, already announced Richard Mouser is going to be there we got another big celebrity announced for the first of April then there's going to be one more and possibly even more you're not going to want to miss this
0: I film. know who the other two are now that you told me yeah and it's going to be awesome Yeah, it's
1: going to be great this is going to be a good time we're going to have a lot of fun there's going to be a lot of live stuff there we're bringing in some uh, YouTubers and so on and so forth to do like live watch alongs of movies that we've gotten things we're going to be doing some stuff there as three fat nerds podcast and horror zone 607 you're going to want to be there it's going to be a lot of fun going down so if you're in the New York area or want to travel in some great place to Travel into it's a nice time of year, you know. Hey, come come for the a day or two because it's only Friday and Saturday. Come for Friday and Saturday, or only come for one day. Then the next day, go to the New York State Fair.
0: Go to the New York State Fair, Fair. You're circus, not far from the Adirondacks, Adirondacks there not either. Far go from the Adirondacks.
1: Or not some great stuff in August. Beautiful time in the state of New York. Beautiful yeah, time. Absolutely. Being from New York, our whole lives, that is one of the best times, especially in that part of New York. So come on down. Come in. It's like I said, you can't beat fifteen dollars for a day or twenty dollars for the whole weekend. There's tons of stuff going on vendors for days. we friends that are coming stuff. up.
0: They've already got their tickets, I awesome.
1: think. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited to see people come up and uh, hopefully come meet us. Come meet us. We got sti- we'll got. we have stickers for you. I'm giving those out for free. We've got stickers, Horror Zone stickers. We've got 3 find Nerd stickers. We're going to have
0: other swag, probably. I'm tinkering with some ideas for a new logo for our show, by well, the way. Well, go ahead. My Tinkers brother's mind. a really good go artist. Ahead. Go I'd, ahead and send it on. Over. I've got some ideas for him to kind of make something. Maybe a there couple you. things. Maybe we could have a couple logos.
1: Well, we, we can have a couple logos. We always can put it on uh, merchandise. Yeah. We got, to gotta talk tea. To him. we got that T. We got that T. Public store. If you guys want to hit it up, by the way, finding shit on T. Public is hard. I might have to switch doors. I'm just going to throw that out there. We're I'm thinking out loud here. But uh, with that being said, all that and more, just check the liner notes, 8122productions.com. Mike C, that's all I got for these kind people. So take it home.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening. We appreciate you doing so each and every week. Uh, again, production note, uh, again, as Rich mentioned earlier, we will not be here next week. So it's going to be two weeks before the next show is recorded. But uh, at that point... We are going to be reviewing something. We're going to leave that up to you for what we're going to be. Putting it on Twitter? Yep. We're going to be putting it on Twitter, uh, doing a poll. So, uh, you know, help us decide what we're going to be reviewing in a couple of weeks, and we'll be back to do that. And, of course, we're going to have two full weeks of news, Uh, so I'm sure there's going to be some big stories and a lot of fun stuff to talk about. So, until then, for Rich, I'm Spooky Mike saying, see ya.